I can feel, I can feel it. it coming. <laughs> that was so perfect. The Carpenter Rants. Hey everybody and welcome to TCR. Three nobodies talking about the masterworks of horror cinema. We're those nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. And there's no Kendall. And last week there was no none of us. Uh, (laughs) But we did record. I know it's been so long since we've had a new episode. And that partly because uh, it's the holiday season. And we always just kind of factor in the fact that uh, we're going to miss something. Yeah, we're going to be busy. Sorry. Yeah, so we always plan to record, and sometimes we miss them, and sometimes we record an entire episode about My Bloody Valentine. And the computer says, fuck this. Yeah, and and I'm the only audio that didn't get captured somehow, so um, we're back again, uh, tell a friend, um, (laughs) and uh, yeah, (laughs) Uh, no Kindle this week. She was so upset that uh, we ruined last week's episode that she she didn't trust us to do another one tonight. So uh, it's just going to be Doug and I. Well, our punishment is next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, you know, <clears throat> sometimes you, uh, movies come around that you just got to talk about. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but we'll get in the next week uh, later. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, uh, we're talking this week. And, and to be fair, last week we talked My Bloody Valentine. And Doug, I would say I like that movie a lot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what that you, was a good episode we recorded. It was a really good episode. It was long, episode. too. It was a long because we hadn't talked in a few weeks. So we broke down My Bloody Valentine, which we had a really not only like in-depth discussion of the film, but it was also really funny Um, because uh, along with just being a good movie, it is also an 80s slasher and Mm -hmm. carries with it several of the things that we find wildly entertaining about these movies. Um, And so I feel bad that uh, we lost that episode, but I will say that um, I do speak very highly of my bloody valentine and i think you should check it out because i had a lot of fun uh watching it find the uh the director's cut lots yeah, of apparently, gore yeah apparently lots of lots of mo mm-hmm. uh gore and stuff the original <clears throat> cut was famously butchered and edited all to hell but still a good movie yeah it was good i really enjoyed it i got a lot out of it and for an in-depth analysis, hit up Don't Push Paul's podcast. They did a super oh. in-depth episode about it. And they recorded all of their audio. So Yeah, that's always a plus. You know, that show just just like ooh. Yeah, we should stop. Yeah, that show's like, <laughs> ooh, we effort and research and we care about show quality and you know. 
So if those are all things you're into, check out Don't Push Pause Podcast. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. really good. Um, <laughs> if you want a show that's still floundering after four years. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trademark by now. <laughs> you come wanna... to the show to hear all that dumb shit. You want to show that somehow gotten worse. Um, <laughs> TCR is the way to go. Oh, we'll never stop. Um, all right. Well, so uh, tonight uh, we're uh, we're short a host, um, and that's okay. Uh, last week we were talking about a really fun movie, Doug. Not not as much fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with our movie tonight no i thought i would kick you all right in the pants <laughs> with 1980s maniac um i doug i've never seen this movie before i'm assuming you've seen it I, oh yeah uh, okay um this is a movie that's held in um i would say high regard people you know uh horror enthusiasts that I'm aware of all seem to, to really love this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I was excited to see it. Um, just a movie I've never seen before. And, um, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, won't say, <laughs> <laughs> I won't say that I was just like, that I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was really well done, but like, I was just really uncomfortable the whole time. <laughs> well, that's the point. Yeah, it was, uh, in terms of just how it plays out, um, really just I would, the, the whole time I was because Elise asked me, she was like, would I, would I have liked that movie you watched? And I said, no. <laughs> and she was like, oh, was it bad? And I was just like, well, no, it's not. It wasn't bad. I'm just saying you would not have liked it. It was not fun or um, it, it was a very much a horror movie. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> sometimes we forget because we have a lot of fun. Uh, you know, campers getting chopped up and people, yeah, people forget that early slashers were terrifying. Yeah, uh, sometimes horror movies are, are horrific. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes they're just like, oh, wow, and that's uh, that is definitely the case uh, for Maniac. I'm very excited to uh, talk about it. Um, I do have some thoughts. But before we can do all that, uh, we need them Maniac Deets. Mm-hmm. Well, sir, this here movie film came out, uh, has many a dates. It came out January 30th, uh, 81, in New York, and then in L.A. in March 6th. Very, very sh- limited release mm. because it's extremely short budget. Uh, directed by William, <clears throat> sorry, I just had a cough drop slide down my throat. William <laughs> Lustig, who also did the Maniac Cop series, so he likes Maniacs. Oh, interesting! I didn't know mm-hmm. that there was any relation to that at all. Just directors, interesting, and written by of uh, C. A. Rosenberg and Joe Spinell, who plays our main uh, character Frank Zito, aka. He wrote he wrote this movie. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You also may know him from Rocky and The Godfather and millions of other things. He is a very uh notable character actor from the 70s and early 80s. Yeah, wildly uh he's also in Taxi Driver. He has a, yes, a, he is, a yeah. small role in Taxi Driver. Um 
<clears throat> really recognizable um, character. Oh, actor. this man stands out. Yeah, you. If you've ever seen a movie, you've probably seen uh, Joe Spinell. <laughs> any movie, any movie. <laughs> He's been in a bunch of stuff. If you've but, seen yeah. Airbud, you've you... seen Joe Spinell. <laughs> I like when he got Airbud hyped up. He's like, "Look now." <laughs> um, if you've ever seen uh, Rocky, obviously he plays uh, uh, Gazzo. Uh, mm-hmm. Rocky's uh, Rocky. He's the uh, loan shark that that Rocky works for. <clears throat> um, and then uh, he's got that great interchange with Rocky in Rocky Two, where uh, he's trying to get Rocky to go into business with him. Uh, buying condominiums and Rocky said yo I don't ever use them because Rocky thought he was talking about condoms (laughs) (laughs) all right that's the (laughs) that was the Oscar moment for Joe Spinell um yeah I didn't know he wrote this that's crazy yeah there's one of the uh I don't know which Rocky movie it is maybe um doing like press for three but sylvester stallone is like out walking around talking to people and joe spinell who is really close friends with rocky uh with rocky god damn it um <laughs> stallone is uh right beside him and he's wearing a maniac shirt and he's just all like hi how's it going nice and nice anywho uh, with a budget of three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I thought you were gonna say three hundred and fifty dollars. $350 million. dollars. <laughs> and from that extremely limited release, it brought back ten million. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive, honestly. Oh yeah, that's, big midnight that's... movie. Yeah. Okay, that's not surprising, but it. Yeah, I guess so. Man, this movie just. I can't imagine audiences watching this movie and and it making ten million dollars. That's wild. I think it's one of those um, you've got to see this to believe this. Kind mm, of yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Because mm-hmm. if you saw it in a movie theater in what was it, nineteen eighty? Eighty. If you saw this in a movie theater in eighty one, you'd probably be like, "Holy shit! You got to see Maniac! I can't believe it's playing in the same theater as whatever Disney movie was out in nineteen eighty one." Yeah, man, this movie is okay. So there's no uh, right away. <laughs> the movie makes you uncomfortable because there's no plot really to speak of. <laughs> it's a character study, uh, if that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, a series of sequences that are really long, like uncomfortably long. And you, maybe like the first two sequences, you don't have it down. But by the third sequence, you're like, okay, someone's going to die in the next 10 minutes. this man's a maniac. Yeah. (laughs) Someone's going to die in the next 10 minutes. And then you spend 10 minutes waiting on it to happen. And you know it's going to happen because it, keep because that's how the movie's playing out but it just takes it time it makes it feel real oh it is gross um it's, was... it's so disturbing and it's gross it feels so real it's such it's such a fucking grimy ass movie oh it is this movie is mean and it's nasty 
and it just is like it's mean to its characters it's mean to its audience it's so mean-spirited Ugh, yeah it is and like just everything is sweaty and just you just know that everything stinks and it's joe spinell's hair is upsetting um <laughs> his mustache isn't good either um yeah so basically the format of the film is long drawn out scene that ends in a murder followed a gruesome by murder a gruesome murder and a scalping because our maniac is a scalper yeah that's 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 his thing um man i just wish he should have been like one of the sequences should have been him scalping tickets to like a game but then scalping someone who bought the tickets <sighs> no that's the fucking <laughs> <big> hollywood remake <laughs> well they did make a remake yeah but it wasn't a big budget film oh man <laughs> robert zemeckis didn't direct mania <laughs> he did which was weird you know spielberg went back to do west side story i want like a big big hollywood director to be like all right i just won an oscar i'm gonna tackle woody allen's maniac <laughs> uh, that'd be a movie. completely different thing yeah. that'd be all a bunch of uh pedophilia going on and shit <laughs> oh god um all right well so the format of the movie is long scene gruesome murder scalp and then repeat repeat well each scene there's a wrap-up scene and yeah where, well until you get to the second act yeah there's a wrap-up scene where the maniac um does this character have a name in this movie by the way yeah frank okay oh yeah you're right frank zito yeah frank zito he's your friend and he'll cut off your head um all right I was pulling something up. <laughs> I thought I would sing while I did. It's like a fucking jingle for like a carpet cleaning service, <laughs> but with a terrible message. Frank Zito for when you're sick of the top part of your scalp. That that that. <laughs> the scalp remover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Billy Mays here. I'm telling you about Frank Zito's scalp remover. Uh, he's dead. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, there's there are these interstitial scenes where Frank is taking the scalps, and it took me a while to realize what was happening here because, um, after Frank scalps somebody, he brings that scalp back and nails it to a mannequin. Yeah, who he also steals the clothing of the person. Yes. He always kills women. He steals their clothing, puts it on the mannequin, and then nails the scalp to the top yeah. of their head. So he recreates that same person. But yeah. he has co absolute control over that person. Yes. And so he has, there's like sequences where he has conversations with the with the mannequins but the conversations are completely like just like gibberish most of the time like he's just saying stuff over and over again um it's really bizarre and unsettling <laughs> it's yeah he says a lot of off the wall shit you know when he kills his uh the first uh sex worker he's all like uh 
beauty is a crime punishable by death. And then he <laughs> yeah. starts nailing that scalp into the... I like the idea that he writes <laughs> that he writes greeting cards that nobody likes. Yeah. <laughs> Disgruntled Hallmark employee Frank Zito caught. <laughs> um. All right. I was trying to think of some like quippy like newspaper line. Uh, <laughs> from greeting card to I don't know. Hell, Mark. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, there's that, and that's that's the first big chunk of the movie. Is just like really gruesome scene. So like, what's the? As you know, I'm gonna have no memory of what order these scenes happened in. Um, despite having just seen the film this week. Um. <laughs> What is the what is the opening sequence? Uh, the okay, opening sequence is uh, his dream of him killing a couple on the beach. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It's I very forgot. Zodiac killer ish. It is. It He's really is. a couple on the beach. They're having a good time, laying on a blanket, doing their thing, and he just kills. He's, them. he's busy watching through binoculars and just going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, nothing nothing good is gonna happen when you hear a man go <laughs> some bad's bound to happen. Mm-hmm. But then he wakes up screaming and he's yes. in his apartment surrounded by mannequins. And yeah. he realizes, he's like, uh-oh, I'm late for killing. I need to go out. <laughs> yeah, I slipped through my killing alarm. <laughs> um, and then out he goes into the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, who's his first actual victim in the movie? The first one is that the, uh, the, the sex worker and the purple britches. Oh, yeah, because they're talking about the different levels of... of sexual pleasure that money can buy mm-hmm. the ultimate she's, she's giving him her menu yeah the ultimate is a hundred dollars now doug i do remember this because there's a conversation being had by the sex workers uh when uh before frank walks up and the one says to the to the one who dies here she's like uh, you should have seen what his idea of the ultimate was, and then so I was like, Doug, what do you think the ultimate is? I don't, I don't know. If I you're thinking of, uh, you say like, you want the ultimate, I'm thinking of like a hamburger or some shit. So <laughs> I'm the wrong person want, to ask. You want the ultimate? <laughs> Comes with extra beef. Is it a baconator of some sort? What is it? <laughs> yeah, I just I, I'm curious. The ultimate. I don't know. Maybe this guy just wanted somebody to shit on his face. I don't know. Maybe it's they just say the ultimate and they're like it's just code for them to like you do what you want to do, just don't kill me. Mm, yeah, okay. All right. All right. I like that. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, what's your idea of the the ultimate? Right us here. <laughs> Is it just having a hamburger and someone to talk with? We're all still naked, but I get to eat a hamburger while while we are. So, yeah, keep it classy. <laughs> I like I like the idea that he just picks up prostitutes and he's just like, "I want you to stay clothed, but you're gonna watch me eat this burger naked." 
<laughs> and beef upsets my stomach, so I got to eat it right on the toilet. The ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be $100. Dinner and a show. Yeah, so uh, he picks up his uh, sex worker, takes her to the, the hotel room, pays for that. There's a sequence where he's he's renting a room for, you know. Yeah, and the manager keeps hitting him with extra fees, and this was some scummy hourly rate hotel. Yeah. Motel, holiday Inn. Yeah, they got yeah. them fuck. They got them secret fuck fees. We all know about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the manager's being a dick, and he's just all like, "Will you be joining us for the continental breakfast?" <laughs> <laughs> Your life is in shambles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're running a real establishment there. Where did, where is the hotel owner five years from now? Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Get the ultimate. <laughs> um. All right. Well. Uh, Frank takes his uh, lady up to the hotel room. This whole scene is so long, and you know it's not going to go well. And Frank is just gross. And just, oh, God, the whole time I'm just so uncomfortable. Um, of course, it builds up to him, like, strangling her. Very he wants violent. her to stay uh, clothed. And he's all like, you ever done any modeling? strikes and poses and she's like doing these awkward poses and she's uncomfortable and slowly <laughs> making her way over to the Dude, bed talk about uncomfortable he slaps her on the ass and then she goes do you like that and then he goes no <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of it <laughs> he was so weird it, i mean oh, it, it works so well it builds so much tension and you're so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. He he strangles her. And like the strangling takes forever. Oh my God, it's got to be like two minutes. Yeah, all uh, um, just, there's, there's back and forth uh, just in your face. There's crash cuts just back and forth, back and forth. The, the girl and Frank, girl and Frank. If, when they cut to Frank, his eyes are bulging out of his oh skull. And he is just dripping wet with sweat. And he's all like, Argh. he's looking like down like at Hulk the camera. Hogan. Yeah, he's looking down at the camera in a way that like his face is all like scrunched up and like uh, yeah, got... distorted and shit. Yeah, it's really, it's really not pleasant. I can't stress this enough. This is an unpleasant moment in the movie. And how? <laughs> um, okay, well. Um, after he kills this woman, then we see him like walking home with what turns out to be another mannequin. Now, where's he getting the mannequins from? It's New York. There's a warehouse for everything. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, he's got another mannequin and he's taking it home and, uh, you know, nailing the scalp to it mm -hmm. and having a weird conversation with it. And then we move on to the next. They're like vignettes, really. Um, until well, well, we'll talk about it, I guess, when we get there. But so, like the next, who's what's the next one? Is this the girl in the subway station? Or the bathroom? No, motor? the next one is the disco. 
where he chases Tom Savini and his date. Oh yeah, in the uh, car. Yeah, I forgot about this. So Tom Savini, how the fuck did you forget about this? Well, no, I just forgot that this was next. I I knew that this part. I just didn't remember. This is I, the the scene yeah. that this movie is famous for. Yeah, so uh, Tom Savini, we didn't mention, I don't think, but he did the special effects. He did the effects, and he is uh, um, in a small role here, as he so often is. I love, I really like mm-hmm. when Tom shows up in a movie. I think it's fun. Um, it really is. He was in uh, that the um, making the monster f- uh, show on uh, Shutter. Yeah, the, uh, Jason episode, and he was talking about his work on the first friday the 13th and when they were doing that he he's like a giant dork too like he he's like a he has all these awards and fencing and shit and like he had a when they were doing the betsy palmer and uh the alice fight scene where alice cuts her head off with a machete like they were just like all right you guys fight and it looked like shit so tom had to go in there and give him a crash course and how to he had to choreograph the fight like nice on a whim yeah, that's all that story. I love it. <laughs> um, and I love him. And so he and his uh he and his date are uh you know, they're up at old I don't know where they are. They're parking their car somewhere to uh you know get get some rid- sort of New York City make out point. Yeah, you know. Ish yeah, fuck point. We we were there a few weeks ago with uh mm-hmm. the point <laughs> fucks you. <laughs> What movie was that? Was that the blog? The Howling, I think. The Howling, yeah, I think it was the Howling. <laughs> point fucks you. <laughs> well, fuck points back. <laughs> fuck point two. Um, and uh, so they they move their party to the back seat. <laughs> Whoa, now. <laughs> and uh, then fucking Frank is staring in the window and his nose is like smooshed up against against the window (laughs) and it's the the woman is uh she can see and she's all like holy shit there's someone outside and of course he like drops down and tom savini's all like what and he looks he's like there's nobody so they get back to it and then he comes again uh, through the window yeah so she she's freaking out right and she's like no we're not we're not about to fuck there's some dude smooshing his face up against the window we gotta get out of here so Savini gets out of the car and this was one of the moments where I'm like oh man he's about to like fucking smash his legs in the door so I knew something was about to happen I was so uncomfortable when Tom got out of the car mm-hmm. Um, but of course he gets back in the car yeah he takes a look around doesn't see anything gets back yeah. in the car turns on the lights to reveal Frank just <laughs> looking like a sucking frank fucking frank looking crazy um and they're all like yeah he takes a fucking sprint and he jumps on top of the car and whips (laughs) out a fucking shotgun (laughs) he turns into captain america just fucking jumps onto the hood of the car and just pulls the trigger and blows his head clean off. Oh man, what a great just like <laughs> the head just explodes. 
Oh yeah, that he turns that head into a red mist. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good year for head explosions because we said scanners came scanners, out too. Yeah, hmm, a yeah. good pairing if you like heads exploding. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, kills Tom Savini, blows his head into smithereens. Um, and then uh, do we see him kill the girl? No, but it is. Um, I like that you you don't see him kill the girl because that head explosion that was just enough. You don't need yeah. anything else. You know, yeah. movie today would just show him just go on and do whatever, and just <sighs> it's so excessive. All you need is a a one clean red mist. Yeah, just move on. Yeah, all you need is a head explosion. The Beatles were wrong. Um, <laughs> but you see him like grab the girl and then it cuts to him um, with these goggles on in his apartment and nailing the scalp to the mannequin. He is all like, you know, talking like a flamboyant hairdresser. He's like, yes. oh, honey, it is no good for you. Your hair looks like mess with all that blood in it. Yeah. You know, this movie really just in like the way it's structured and tone just m- reminded me a lot of like Henry portrait of a serial killer. That was a big influence on that. Yeah. Aspect. Yeah. Cause it's just, uh, but if you want to go darker and more fucked up or Henry is where you want to go. Cause Holy shit. That movie is unpleasant. Yeah. Extremely well done, but Holy shit. It is. It's damn near unwatchable. Yeah. It's like, it's like this one. It just it just feels real. It feels and so, way too real. Yeah. And so you know, it it just removes all that like playfulness again uh, of these types of movies and you're just watching what looks like real crime happening and it's uh, it's unpleasant. Yeah, I, you know, every so often a, a filmmaker will come along and be like, "Yeah, we're here having fun. We're saying quippy lines and doing crazy kills but you do realize that this is a human being who has been murdered and there's consequences to that for both parties and i'm just going to keep you squaring the balls with that message here we go also like great setting was old new york like oh yeah just i mean i know it was just grimy and awful but in terms of just like setting for a movie, like God, it is so. Um, it I mean, it's right, man. When they said that you know New York used to be a character in itself in those movies. yeah. When you when you watch it, it just it's so grimy and real, and it it just places you in a in a time and and a place. And I used to love, gosh, I used to love you know eighties like seventies and eighties movies about New York because New York just seems so like. So scary, but yes. so intriguing at the same time. Yeah, um, I just love the I love the look and feel of these movies, and and that that era and that time, just that griminess really comes across on film, and and Taxi Driver is the same way. I was about to say Taxi Driver. Yeah, yeah so I just I, I just love that as a setting um, for these types of movies. Um. Okay. What? Now, now what? And this is the one with the girl in the bathroom, right? 
No, I think that's the, he goes back home. He does his thing, and when he's in his apartment, you get kind of tiny glimpses into who he is. Um, just by looking at things in his apartment, you kind of piece together that he he was abused by his mother, yeah. and that's what made him all fucked up and shit. But um, he you the next is where he's just out on a he's just out walking in the park, and he runs into a kid on a bike. And yeah. um, he like stops and he's like about to like freak out on him, but he notices there is a photographer taking pictures of just randomness in the park, and he's uh, she's taking a picture of him and that kid. So he goes up and like inspects, when like what's her deal type of thing. Yeah, he also ends up like so this like this part of the movie is really. I thought stood out more than anything else because it was like all of a sudden like there's this weird interaction with another person. No, that, that makes it even more frightening because he can and be the, a normal person when he wants to. Yes, be, because just he comes to lure you in this, to kill you. He comes up with this weird Frank character that's like interested in art and like yeah, an artist. Yeah, he's a painter. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's just so bizarre because he's been such a fucking freak for 40 minutes. And then all of a sudden he's like posing as this painter and he's really kind of charismatic and uh, it's just really weird. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time that the movies like portrayed him as anything other than insane. Like. Well, she, you know, she walks off to get more pictures and he grabs her camera bag and like it has a luggage tag on it. It has her name and address and he just shows up to her fucking house. Yes. That's how he I turns really, on the charm. He's really charming. I was and really she, lost when he was at her house. I was just like, I did. I missed something where they were introduced. Like, no, he shows up, just shows up and he's in her apartment and they hang out and they're talking art and all this and that. And she's all like, well, I got a photo shoot. Uh, tomorrow you can come if you want and he was all like yeah that'd be great i'd like to, uh, for you to see some of my art sometime i do paintings and landscapes and portraits and blah 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 blah, blah. so they make that date but he's walking home and he's like uh, he's got to get this release so there's a nurse walking out her shift just ended and this is where he follows her into the parking garage Um, you also hear little quips on the radio about the murder spree that's been going on in New York. And um, she's talking with a colleague as she's leaving about, you know, like, you know, be safe and just watch out behind you and, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, of course, uh, she's the next victim. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is the bathroom one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But he pops up out of nowhere. I know that that scene is so painful because you know that he's not gone, but it goes on forever. But the way it's shot and how long it lasts, you you kind of think that he is gone because no regular slasher movie, even though they no. were in their infancy at this time, um, you know, would go on this long. So she's she's got away scot free. 
Yeah, that's what it seems like. But when he finally comes back, I mean, and you know it's going to happen, but it's just like, it's painful to sit through. That that bathroom scene was so long. And it was, and you just know, like, you just know when it starts and it's over. Yep. <laughs> I've been, I've he knifed her down. These scenes already. <laughs> um, yeah, it well. One more for his collection. Well, he shows up to the photo shoot. Um, Anna is the, the photographer. She's taking pictures. She's doing her thing. You know, the models are all striking poses and she's got the music going to set the mood and all this and mm-hmm. that. And he just comes in. They take a break. She goes and talks to him. He gives her a gift. And, uh, you know, they're still hitting off. She really likes him. And um, one of the models comes up and is all like, um, you know, what do you think about this pose and that? And she was like, all right, yeah, you do this, do that. But we need to lose the necklace because the light's hitting the camera and it, it's throwing everything off. She's like, oh, okay. She takes the necklace off, sets it on the table. If goes back and they go back to work. And Frank's sitting there watching them do their stuff. He picks up the necklace and he gets uh, that model's info from whatever like uh book or or something that had all their info so they could pay them so you cut to her after the photo shoot she's in her house she's relaxing she's just got through she's about to get in the bathtub and then there's a knock on the door Mm, yeah (laughs) that's right i forgot he showed up to her house he showed up randomly to her house and she's all like who are you she was like oh we met at the photo shoot today and she was like oh okay why are you here he was like oh you forgot this thought you may want it back she was like oh thank god that's my necklace it belonged to my mother blah 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 so all they he's doing small talk and he like slowly reaches in and unlocks the door so when she shuts it it won't lock itself Mm, yeah so he's all like all right i'll see you later shuts the door she gets back in the bathtub and exactly what you think happens next happens next. <laughs> uh, yeah he he gets in, he stabs her, um, and, and cuts- this time he keeps calling her his by his mother's name. Oh and, yeah, that's yeah. right. The mother thing really becomes prominent in this. Uh huh. And stabs the hell out of her with a switchblade. Yeah, stabs her. And a bunch. then cuts her head off. Scalps yeah. her. So. Frank takes uh it's the photographer lady, right? Anna, yeah. Yeah, so he takes her on a date. <laughs> this yeah. is so weird. <laughs> but she's she's just head over heels with him. She's thinks know, that he's so he's... you know, there's another scene after he kills that model, they're eating in a diner. Yeah. And he's uh I mean they're eating Italian food. And, and they're laughing and joking and shit, and they you know like uh just further establishing that relationship where she trusts him more and and all that and he plans a date he was like i'll come and get you tomorrow night and we'll do this and that and she was like okay sounds good yeah i'll have a date with this totally normal guy yeah um uh, yeah so they they stop by the cemetery to visit frank's mother's grave this is a guys I'm married now, so I can't use this hot trick anymore. <laughs> but if you're single, take the ladies by the cemetery. That's where they want to go. Woo, panty dropper. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen a phantasm? 
Boy, have I. <laughs> Speaking of tricks. <laughs> That'll be all. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, um, things uh, get weird in the cemetery. Oh, real right. quick. This whole movie takes place during the Christmas season. Mm. You're absolutely right. So this Christmas is a Christmas movie. movie. You're welcome. <laughs> Happy holidays. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> um, yes, of course. So things don't go well at the cemetery. Uh Frank actually uh <laughs> starts to lose his shit. He drops uh he drops a wreath off at the uh gravesite and he kneels down and starts praying and stuff and Anna's all like, well, hell, I'll do it too. She takes her little cute hat off and um, just kneels down with him. And he starts just acting crazy and saying all kinds of weird shit and starts to shaking. And then he grabs her face and like squishes it like Billy Madison. (laughs) Don't you ever say that. You gotta cherish it. You do. That kid's little double chin just like flapping in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. But no, Anna's all like, oh, I think he's a maniac. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a chase in the cemetery. Of course. Um, but uh, she's able to get the best of him. Um, With a random shovel she found. Well, you know, at the cemetery, there's always just a shovel around in case somebody's got to dig a grave. Yeah, they just lay it out in the middle. Of yeah. Nowhere. <laughs> well, that's from that's from. Uh, uh, well, I was trying to think of what the grave digger's name might be. Ephraim. Um, <laughs> Ephraim leaves that shovel out one more time. God damn it, Ephraim. Uh well, this is where <laughs> Frank goes back to his mom's grave. Um, and he starts like crying after being beaten with a shovel. So yeah, kind of uh, not all there. Yeah, even starts, more so. He starts crying and like saying all kinds of weird shit to his mom's grave, and then a uh, fucking like zombie bursts out of the grave. Mm-hmm. It's his mama. Yeah. Fun fact: that was the uh, Betsy Palmer fake head that was cut off with the machete, and uh, really. Friday the 13th, yeah. Oh, so, I mean, he just had it on him. As you do. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Mm-hmm. A little bit of trivia for you. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um. Then he goes back to his apartment where the <laughs> where the visions don't stop, Doug. Um, uh, his mannequins uh, come to life, and now it's... Just, they turn into the people they once were. Yeah, the women, uh, and they they crawl all over him. They hold him down. They start ripping him apart, um, uh, cutting his limbs off, and then eventually they uh, cut his head yeah. off or rip his head. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we cut to the next day where, uh, you know, there's been this manhunt for... Uh, Whoever's been killing all these people. Yeah, it's been kind of going on in the background of the movie. And the cops, I guess, track Frank down. um, But when they find him, he's in his bed. 
Um, and it looks like, I guess he just cut himself open with a knife. He has a big bayonet and he like shoved it into his stomach. Yeah. Um, and then, well, this says here, I don't remember seeing this, but it says after the police leave, Frank's eyes suddenly open. Yeah. You don't remember that? It's the end of the movie. <sighs> the cops are all like, well, shit, the guy who lived here is clearly a maniac. And uh, they're like, we got to go and go get the other keep the uh, folks to clean this this shit up. Yeah. And I then don't... they shut the door and then they cut back. They slowly pan over the Frank and then there's a like just a big crash shot to his face and his eyes open and credits. Yeah. I, I don't remember that happening, but I, I mean, I believe you. I just don't remember. I, I just remember oh, it. What happened? I thought it just like faded to credits and like the mash music sound. Sounds like you were hallucinating too. There's just like all these photos that Anna took of him, like smiling in the. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been my closing credits. And Frank Zito as Hawkeye. Cutting the heads off chickens and like nailing them to fucking mannequins. <laughs> oh, well, that's Maniac. Mm-hmm. Boy, it's rough. This is a rough movie. Yeah, I think I'm having a harder time remembering it too because it just was unpleasant to watch. <laughs> My brain's probably like, just forget this. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love this movie. It's so dark and unforgiving. It's just. Yeah, I, I, I remember the first time I saw it, I was just all like, "Whoa, I'm really okay." I'm really happy with what it accomplishes. I think it's very, very effective. But a lot like Henry, I, I don't think I'm gonna watch this movie again. I, I'm like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, I, not in a bad way. Not like I didn't enjoy it. I just was like, yeah. I mean, I didn't enjoy it, but I I respect what it accomplished. I was. <laughs> horrified and uncomfortable and this was a movie where i was like um sometimes i watch i watch movies a lot of different ways sometimes on tv sometimes i watch them uh, on my uh, laptop with my uh, headphones um and so that's what i did with this one and this was an but i had this one on while we were putting up the christmas tree yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's the holiday season um no i uh I watched this one on my laptop with my AirPods, so I was just like, uh, I could hear every sound. I, I it was yep. very, it was very immersive and un, uh, uncomfortable. Um, yeah, this was a, uh, I would say check it out. Um, oh, definitely. I think it's one of uh, like if you're really if like if your favorite subgenre of horror is slasher, yeah, I think Maniac's a must see. Yeah, it's not it's, super fun like the 80s no, ones they, when they all turn into super fun ones but um if you appreciate uh horror movies that make it seem real you'll definitely appreciate this one yeah you'll want to put this one on your list this was this was a this was a tough one but that's what it's all about it's not supposed to be <laughs> supposed to be cracking jokes <laughs> 
Um, yeah, it's not all one-liners and then like a corkscrew through the fucking temple or something. Yeah, I'm like, where's the chick that puts on brown underwear so we don't see the shit stains? Like, none of that. Just, yeah. just brutal murder after brutal murder. Happy holiday. <laughs> Maniac. Man, CBS starts showing it. For 24 hours. Yeah. This <laughs> and like a Christmas a, story. It's a Christmas story and then Maniac, and they go back and forth. They have to, they have to start <laughs> sharing time. Uh, Joe Spinell wanted to do a sequel so bad. He could never find funding for it, though, because this movie was so. Um, it was banned in countries because it's so violent. Yeah. It's, it's hyper violent. And um, like no one wanted to be associated with it. So he made a short. It's called Maniac Two, Mister Robbie, or something like that. Okay, but it's just a short he did himself, and uh, it was supposed to help get funding for a true Maniac Two, but it never happened. And I think he almost got funding, but he died unexpectedly, and it just Maniac Two is living in heaven right now, brother. Hmm. We'll see it someday. Hmm. Interesting. Tell me about the remake, because I thought you said you've seen that one as well. I have seen the remake. It's more arty. Mm-hmm. It stars uh, Elijah Wood. Yeah. It's just as disturbing, but um, I th- the original is way more disturbing. Yeah. Um, it's definitely worth your time. Elijah Wood really does a good uh, psychopath. Yeah, it, he's really it does the good balance of you know psycho and normal dude that's just trying to you know down on his luck, just super nice, but everyone keeps shitting on him. But um, it's definitely worth your time. Not as memorable as the original though, well, but yeah. not a bad movie at all. Yeah, man, this movie was one. Uh, this was a rough one, <laughs> which is fine. I mean that that's. That's how these go sometimes, but like when I I had a fuck ton of movies on my list to do for mm-hmm. this, and I was like, you know what, we can't have fun all the time. No, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna get real with them. I mean, you and Kendall must have worked together on that strategy. Um, well, you don't know, <laughs> you haven't seen it. That's true, but I you may like it. Uh, I'm gonna be open minded about it, but well. We'll discuss it in just a second. Let's let's wrap right. up Maniac. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, this movie is on Shutter, and there's a Joe Bob version, I believe. Oh, is there? Oh, I man. think so. I oh, think so. Man, I wish I'd watched that. Um, yeah, I watched it on Shutter, uh, so you can find it there. I would check it out, uh, but uh, just be forewarned: it is uh, not a silly fun time. It is disturbing. Hmm. And I'm glad we watched it for the holiday season. Yeah, nothing puts you in the Christmas mood like, <laughs> like Frank Zito yeah. sweating over you. <laughs> I want to make some pictures of him with a Santa hat on. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, next week our uh, slasher series continues on. Uh, Doug, why don't you tell the fine folks what Kendall is gracing the the podcast with next week? Well, um, I'm pretty sure it's common sense that uh, the first one was Caleb's pick. I don't know if we said that in this episode or not, and, you know, we lost it. 
but uh, Kendall has chosen 2016's Terrifier. Um, this is the movie about the clown. Yeah, Art the Clown. Which is very, very popular. It has um, a big cult following. It really and does. It has a sequel on the way. It does indeed. Um, I myself find scary clown movies um, to be... Uh, I, I don't know. There's not many of them that, that work on me. I mean, yeah, it, not my forte unless it, it's, uh, unless it's it or killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, it doesn't really count either because I mean that's like that's 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 based on a pretty gigantic book. But this idea, like, I, and here's the reason why is that I just don't think clowns are scary. Um, and I think that uh, you know the whole uh, the whole scary clown idea is just one of those things. Um, it was like zombies, like maybe ten years ago. It was just I'm over it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just over it. But who knows? Hey, you know, um, that's the reason that I have avoided this movie for so long. But now it is. Uh, it has been. It has well, been brought to. This movie was making the circles, and everyone was like, "Oh man, this is a game changer." He's we have a new slasher icon, and and I had some some people's opinions I hold in high regard and we're saying good things about it. So I finally found it and I gave it a watch and I absolutely hated it. Yeah. But I'm willing to go down that road again for the podcast. Yeah. It's been brought to the pod floor and, uh, we must respect it and, uh, and watch it and discuss it. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll be seeing terrifier for the first time. Um, and I'll, I am ready uh, to break that break that down with you guys next week. Mm-hmm. Terrifier next week. Next week. Oh, and I don't think we. Oh, you know what? Because we missed last week's. Uh, so, and I didn't even say it this week. The title of our limited series uh, is "Slashing Through the Snow." Get it? Because it's Christmas time, but the movies aren't necessarily Christmas themed, except Maniac. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's uh let's kick it on over to uh the horror horn shoe. Because we've been uh, gone we have been gone uh a while. A while. So there's all kinds of stuff um going on. There's a uh there's an extended version of Halloween Kills dropping. That comes out in January, doesn't it? Yeah, by the way, I think it's like a minute longer. I think like the final a literal minute. I think the final scene is just a little longer. Like that's literally with forty seconds of new yeah, footage. yeah, forty seconds of yeah. It's just uh, somebody says Happy Halloween, and then Michael pulls his mask off, and he goes kills, and it's uh, John Goodman. <laughs> Michael Myers is John Goodman. Yeah, John Goodman's been Michael Myers this whole time. Well, now I want to see it. I wouldn't you watch that movie though? But now he's yeah. like, I'm not. He's not. I'm not wearing the mask anymore. I'm Michael Myers, and this is why I can't. Dan Connor. Yeah, he runs for president, and he gets elected. Mm. Make <laughs> Halloween great again. Yeah. Uh, no more sex with teenagers. I will murder every teenager that fucks. Because Jesus wouldn't like it. 
All right. So how are we? Uh, the new <laughs> new Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming to Netflix in February. I am. <laughs> Ooh, did you see the trailer for it? I didn't watch it. No, I watched it today. Oh, it no. looks like every generic horseshit movie that's that, been those, out in the last ten years. Those movies are not good, and there's a reason that they dumped it on Netflix in February of all the like they could have released it in October. There were no horror movies out except for Halloween, but they they didn't want to go up against it. Um, because what they probably have is, um, it's a, it's a sequel to the original they're doing the house. Yes, I know. But it looks and feels like the remake. Yeah. I, I, I got no, I got no, I got no hope for it, but you know, I don't like it. That franchise is not good. It's not good. One and two are amazing and the rest can just, I'm good with never seeing them again. I just don't know what, like. You know, I just, it's just not interesting. Like, the first movie was just so fucked up. Like, you just have to watch it forever. And then the second movie. it's legitimately frightening. And then the second movie is still fucked up, but it's also hilarious. Yeah, it's just so good. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then. Like, I mean, it's just, nobody ever really got it again. And then it, it just, they kept cranking out. They were like, well... These movies aren't good, so what if we just show people getting cut up by the chainsaw and make it just super gory? And that didn't work either. And yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's a property that they just keep cranking out, even though I, I I think it's disappointing every time. Yeah, and I don't know how many times, <clears throat> and I feel this way about Halloween too, as as well. Like I'm. How many bad ones are you going to make to the point where I'm just like, all right, well, you really uh, like, you know, people will watch them, man. I know. But regardless, once the bad ones start to outweigh the good ones, it's really difficult to get behind it. Like Terminator's the same way. It's like, wow, okay, there were two really good movies and yeah, and you just keep missing. <laughs> I just don't get it. But that's coming out in February, so get excited. Yeah, y'all have fun. Um, I just saw that Anne Rice passed away. Yeah, today um, actually. Yeah, I mean, uh, author of the Vampire Chronicles. Uh, you know, pretty iconic. So, mm-hmm. R.I.P. And oh, uh. Mike Flanagan making uh, Edgar Allan Poe's The Fall of the House of Usher for Netflix. Starring Mark Hamill. They've released a wild cast for that. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I want, I want all of that. I cannot wait. I, (laughs) Doug, uh, folks of this show may know I am a Mike Flanagan super fan. Um, I am also a huge fan of the works of Edgar Allan Poe. I, love that stuff um i'm very excited about this adaptation um i can't wait to see what kind of like mike flanagan magic he brings to it um and the cast is just really stellar uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a good show i hope oh yeah it's gonna be good yeah i hope i mean he's he's the man he's the flan man the flan man i love it 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really all I got, Doug. All right. That's the exciting stuff. Why don't we do some rants recommends? Um, we lost our episode last week, but I will tell you that uh, Ridley Scott released two movies this year that were great. The Last Duel and House of Gucci, which I saw. Both of those mm-hmm. really good. I went into an in-depth discussion about them on an episode that doesn't exist, but um, I'll tell you that uh, they're awesome. Uh, and uh, you should check them out. Because Ridley Scott's like 80. And he's just cranking out fucking dope movies. <laughs> I'm really good. Like the last duel, the last duel, like there's an opening sequence in the last duel. There's like three minutes of stuff that happens before the title card, which I always like when that kind of thing happens. But it's just like all set up for the movie. And then whenever, whenever it cuts to the title card, it says the last duel. It was one of those like, fuck yeah, this movie's going to rock. <laughs> I'm really excited. Um, Anyway, I, I mentioned them last week, but that episode vanished, so I, I'll mention it again. Last Duel, you can rent on iTunes. Uh, House of Gucci is in theaters right now. Anything else? Um, I rewatched The Matrix, um, the original, because there's a new one coming. And uh, that movie, very important to me, uh, was just one of those really formative films uh, for a young uh, movie lover. Uh, I've probably seen it. I don't know. I've seen that movie a lot. Maybe. I don't know. I want to say a hundred might be excessive, but it, I could have probably <laughs> seen it a hundred times. I've seen that movie a lot. Um, and it's been a it's been a little while since I've watched it, but man, oh man, just turning it on I'm immediately, just in love with it again. So, um. That was really good. I watched. Um, um, I don't know the name of it, but let me look it up. I watched the DMX documentary on HBO, and I forgot the name of the DMX film. Uh, let's see. Don't try to understand. Um, it's the same series that did the Woodstock movie and the, the Alanis Morissette movie. So I watched the DMX uh, film and it was really good. It was just kind of like, it was really sad, honestly, just kind of watching him deal with like the last, like just this last little bit uh, where he was still alive. Um, just kind of seeing like what his life was like when he got out of jail and working through that and you know it's kind of it was really it was really sad but it was really interesting look um uh, at him at that time toward the end of his life so uh dmx don't try to understand it's on hbo check it out i've been watching the new season of curb your enthusiasm uh love it it's hilarious very good and That might be it. That might be it. All right. If I think of anything else, I'll I'll bring it up. But I think that might be everything since we talked last. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, I haven't watched anything, but I'll uh, 
just a re-recommend from last week, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, <laughs> we did lose our whole Ghostbusters conversation. We did. It was a very long conversation. And, uh, uh, of course, I love the movie. It does have its flaws, but, you know, I am uh, uh, a super fan doesn't even cover the, yeah. the term. Uh, that that franchise is a literal part of me. Uh, I loved it, yeah, but um, I've seen it multiple times. Probably see it again when my mom comes in for Christmas. Uh, I'll take her to see it. Uh, loved it, absolutely loved it. I yeah. like it. A, I like it a lot. Um, all my favorite parts of it were like the kids and their mom and Paul Rudd, and, like everything that happened. I just. Like I'm, I'm I like, understand everybody's gripes with it, but like uh, I can't see through those glasses. I'm blinded by my phantom. Well, I just like I mean, I like the end of the movie too, but it just felt like I don't know, like I felt like it just feels like the movie's getting close to the end and they're like, oh shit, we gotta do this ghostbuster stuff too. And it, it just felt a no, little I get it. I, it just I, felt rushed. I completely see everyone. I've seen a lot of gripes and complaints about it, and they all have a point. But it just felt rushed to me. Um, just the just like the plot of it, not what happens, but just like getting. It just felt like they spent a lot of time, which is my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. They spent a lot of time just exploring this family dynamic, and I really was in love with that. And discovering like the Ghostbusters stuff and like, oh man, all that was so cool. And then it was just like, oh yeah, and we gotta save the world real fast. And I'm like, well, the yeah. stakes got really high really fast. <laughs> um, and you know, it just felt a little like I would have I would have loved a whole movie of just hanging out and then at the end of the movie Well, the- through the storytelling, those stakes have always been there. That's true. I'm look, here's where I'm advocating and I would never do this, but here's where I'm advocating for two movies. Like the movie ends when Ray picks up the phone and then the second movie is just all fucking Ghostbusters action. Um, I'm advocating for more. (laughs) I just love those characters. And I, I I was really connected to them. Um, And I love the, and I love the old characters coming back. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Tons of fan service, but it, it has its own legs and does its own thing too. Yeah, it's really cool. All the new characters. It, it's a movie where the new characters really work. Um, sometimes that's the flaw of these like legacy sequels. Yeah, is that um, no one gives a shit about the new characters. Yeah, the new characters are just there, and like everything's still about the old characters. And I think you know, um, man, um, what's her name? McKenna Grace, who plays yeah. Phoebe, the lead uh, little girl. Man, she's she's got a a bright future in in acting. She was amazing. She's she's really good. And I said this last week and I got deleted obviously, but um I'm I'm all about somebody's like I'm going to spend a lot of money to make a huge studio movie just to say I miss my friend. <laughs> and and like yeah, I, it is a beautiful tribute too. So if you haven't seen it and a lot of people have, it's made a shit ton of money, which is Oh awesome. yeah, of course. But um, yeah, just go check it it's, out. It's nice if you know. A lot of times they make these movies. What I call it's actually a family movie. It plays a lot like a family movie too. It so really you, does. You can take the whole crew. 
um a lot of times these you know what i call this genre of movie is the nostalgia sequel um and it's it's been around for a long time and most of the time people do it for money and there's no doubt that a movie like this gets greenlit because people know that a Ghostbusters movie is going to make a lot of money. Um, but it's there's a real heart to it, and it's really doing something interesting. It's heart. And it's actually really doing something small, where like I feel like these movies, the big flaws, these movies try to go so big. Um, and this movie's really small and really confined. And, um, you know, I, that's what I love about it. it it's like, you know, like Jurassic World was like, what if Jurassic Park, but like 20 times bigger? And this is like, what about Ghostbusters except on a farm? And, you know, it's just like everything got yeah. everything got like smaller. And I thought that was really smart. And um, you just spent time with these characters and got to know them. And I thought all that was really smart instead of just being a fucking Easter egg machine, which they do toward the end of the movie. Oh, it is an Easter egg machine. Yeah. Our film. But you know, but it's but that's not the point of the movie. It is not the point. Yeah, and that's 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 where those movies but that's where those movies like bum me out because it's just like just a setup to point the camera at a thing I recognize, and you know I just don't care for that. But this, this one is a it's a rare film that is one million percent fan service, but also realizes that people that aren't connected to the series may want to see a movie too. Yeah, it's. I like it a lot, and it does the thing where it doesn't just, you know, like the Force Awakens thing, where it's just like this is kind of a new hope again, but new, a new new hope. Um, like this a was, new hope. Yeah, this was like just a, a an original movie that happened to tie into the events of of an older movie. Um, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. There's a there's a decision made in the film that I'm normally not happy with, but I'm letting it slide. This one gets a pass, but it's like the only one that gets a pass. I don't care for I don't care for certain cinema. They all go to Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> like, God damn it, I'm a Chili's man. <laughs> Winston would never order a Dollarita. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a really it's a really nice movie. I felt nice when I was watching it. I was like, that made that made me feel good. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, but that's all I got. Well, that's a good one. Well, um, folks, uh, thank you uh, for listening. Um, <clears throat> up with us while we were gone for so long. Yeah, I know. I hope you've been enjoying your holidays, and I hope you continue to enjoy them. Um, you know we're we're doing doing our best to spend time with your family. I got the new, I have the new little addition, so Christmas is kind of exciting uh, this year for him. Uh, even though he doesn't know what's going on, but he, likes, <laughs> he don't know what the hell's going on. He likes the lights and the music, and it's uh, it's fun. It's exciting. And Grayson Grayson's in full. The six year old's in full, just like he can't wait. He's excited. That's like kind of that magic time for him. Uh, where he's yeah, like actively, actively looking forward to it, um, and it's it, it's just wonderful. It is the most wonderful time of the year. They yeah, say. I can't wait till he opens his presents, and then we all sit around and, and we all Maniac. shut the fuck up. <laughs> we all sit around and watch Maniac. Yeah, the fire going, and 
<laughs> Andy Williams playing in the background. I just I see all right, I've seen a shot behind the couch of y'all doing that and a slowly pan out to a snowy window and it's slow like your house is just getting smaller and smaller and would fade to black. Yep, that's perfect it. Christmas. <clears throat> that's it. Oh, you know what else I watched? Um was the uh <laughs> Was the 4K release of uh, Krampus? Oh, yeah, beautiful. I haven't um, watched that yet. I need to get that in sometime before Christmas. Yeah, uh, well, we bought it. I was gonna get it anyway because I've never owned a copy. I bought, I found one in uh, the five dollar dump bin at Walmart on Blu ray, so I just grabbed it. Well, when I was trying to find one, like it was all sold out or it was like out of print at the time. And so I just was, I, I never had it and I didn't go back and buy it later. So, um, you know, I was, I was really excited that, uh, Scream Factory was like, Hey, we're doing a 4k release. And then, and then they were that like fucking awesome artwork on it. Yeah. And then they were like, uh, yeah. And then they were just like, Oh, it's the naughty cut, which I guess is like an extended director's cut. I've seen Krampus a lot. I cannot tell you what was different about the movie. So I don't know how much. With 40 seconds of extra yeah. <laughs> Now I'm uh, a Krampuser. <laughs> but um, I was uh, I was still blown away by like how good the, the new Blu-ray looks. It, it's beautiful. And that's just a great movie. So um, I highly recommend it. it we did fun. an episode in the yeah, archives. archives. One of our oh, Xmas yeah. bonus pods. And uh, and I got another special treat since uh, we we lost a, we lost a, an episode last week. I got a little bit of uh, mail to read on this week's episode. Oh shit! Uh, from our, <laughs> I feel like we go through these phases where one person talks to us a lot, and that yeah. person is Dennis right now. Uh, well, no, Miss Laura talks to us on Facebook. All that's the time. true. Well, that's consistent. But I'm talking like you know there was like, <laughs> that's consistent. So stop. <laughs> that's consistent. But no, there was a chunk don't. of the show where Carrie was writing all the time, and then Tom was chiming Tom, in all yeah. the time, and now Dennis is uh, a recurring character in the show uh, for the time being. But uh, we got a little a short one from him this time. Hey guys, hope y'all are having a great holiday season. It's been great sunny weather here in Texas, so not very Christmas-like, but that's okay. We get to go mountain biking most days, so that's been awesome. I just, <laughs> I love the mental image of Dennis mountain biking <laughs> out in Texas in December, but it's still hot. <laughs> what, him, the, the image of him is hot or the temperature? <laughs> Both, baby. Ah. Um, <laughs> bite my lip right now. Um <laughs> Just want you guys to know about a movie called Overlord from 2018. Seen it. It's great. If you haven't seen it, you should. Go into it blind and give it a watch. I bet it would be a pretty fun one to have seen it without a trailer spoiling anything. Uh, that was one of my rants recommends way back in the day. I remember. Lots of fun. I remember the movie coming out, so I do know the premise, but I still haven't seen it. Um, but I do want to. And uh, Dennis is recommending it, so... Um, you guys should yeah, check it out, it's, Doug. Um, it's a covert ops ploy to take down a, a a radio tower during World War II, and the um, the uh, battalion finds a little more than they bargained for. Hey now, well, Doug's recommended it before. Dennis has recommended it now, so that's two 
That's two recommendations. Get on it, folks. Stuff. I think it's still on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. I think you might be right. You may be right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Doug, tell the fine folks where they can send us an email that we'll read on the show just like that one. We sure as hell will. And you can do that by sending one to carpenterrantspod at gmail.com. You got a movie awesome. to recommend? Yeah, let us know. Let us know, let us know, let us know. Right. <laughs> Do you like watching Maniac on, on Christmas morning with your grandma? <laughs> Before the kids see what Santa left them, you have to watch Maniac. <laughs> it lets the kids appreciate the gifts a little more. Right? Look, hey, you know what? We've all been through a weird time. Maybe, maybe times have been real tight around Christmas. Maybe you're afraid your kids aren't going to be as excited uh, w- with what you're giving them. Show them Maniac first. And then let them open their gifts, and they're going to be so happy with whatever you bought. If yeah. every present they open isn't a mannequin from Frank Zito's apartment, they're going to be thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, But we're also on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram if you want to hit us up there. Just search the Carpenter Rants podcast. Like us, follow us, all that good goddamn horse shit. Do it. We're on Spotify and iTunes and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and everywhere, thanks to Anchor. Yes, Just, thank uh, you. Like us, love us, share us, tell a friend, tell your mama, tell your mamaw at Christmas. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Write us a review if you are so inclined, if you're on a service that does that. A positive one. Keep that negative shit to yourself. Mm-hmm. It helps us be seen by lots of folks. It sure does. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what we all want to be seen in this world? Not me, but I would like people to listen. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, next week we're doing Terrifier. Um, I'm terrified because yeah. uh, uh, I'm skeptical of, of scary clown movies, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it for the pod. I do it all for you guys. Mm-hmm. It's the holiday season. I'm all about giving. So we're watching Terrifier and we're talking about it next week next week until then thank you for listening yes thank you we've been the nobodies i'm caleb i'm doug <laughs> i was really waiting um, <laughs> wait, <no Kendall. laughs> let's just wait <laughs> <Yes>. but, <laughs> well kendall didn't have a lot to say about maniac um <laughs> uh keep on ranting Thank you for listening to The Carpenter Rants. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podbean. And Spotify.